You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. We have a, a, a culture where the difference is guns can be used for hunting or for sport shooting in Canada, and there's lots of gun owners, and they're mostly law-respecting and, and, and law-abiding, but you can't use a gun for self-protection in Canada. That's not a right that you have in the Constitution or anywhere else. If you try and buy a gun and say it's for self-protection, no, you don't get that. You get it for hunting. You can get it for sport shooting. You can take it to the range. Uh, no problem, as long as you go through our rigorous background checks. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. The gunny is back. Been on what you would call hiatus, you know, not here, not there. I did something that I was very proud of that I wanted to do for years, and that was attend a constitutional defense, self-defense course. I'm a very good shot, spent many years in the Marine Corps, and I can shoot very well. However, just because you can shoot well doesn't mean that you can protect your family and friends or civilians from a person that is trying to harm them. So I learned the skills that are necessary to do this. And we'll talk about this towards the end of the podcast. What you heard in the beginning was this ridiculous Canadian Prime Minister Trudeau that has banned guns, handguns, in Canada, new sales of handguns in Canada, to try to control the crime. This was back in October 21 of 2022. Regulations prohibit the sale, purchase, or transfer of handguns within Canada took effect on the Friday after this vote. As Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said, the measure builds on earlier efforts to banning handgun imports completely. The handgun freeze was announced in May alongside a proposed legislation that will implement the nation's strongest gun control measures in 40 years in Canada. Now, the reason I'm bringing up Canada is because America usually falls behind what happens in Europe. But see, Europe has banned all kind of guns. Now, Canada is following the same things that are going on in Europe and determining that by banning handguns, they're going to reduce the crime in Canada. 
So this was October of 2022. So let's just see how that policy actually affected Canada. Canada is seeing violent crime like never, ever before. What's behind the wave of the killings and the attacks? This is from the nationalpost.com. Untreated mental illness have caused the left a rising number of Canadians fearing for their safety. Violent crime has technically been worse in Canada, but never quite like this. As recently as the early 1990s, the rate of knives and bullets driven into Canadians was far higher than it is now. But amid a dramatic uptick in national violence, are trends the country has never really seen before. Police officers are being shot and killed on duty at an unprecedented rate. Record numbers of Canadians are being randomly attacked by people they have never met for seemingly no reason. It's called violence. It's called evil people. And I'll tell you over and over again, just because the good people don't have a gun doesn't mean that the bad people have a gun. So there's this crime severity index that is across the globe comparative. So this is the crime severity index in Canada by cities 2021 and you can look at the link in the show notes the crime severity index monitors the severity level of the police reported crime the cii the csi measures the overall seriousness of the crime from one year to the next by tracking both the prevalence of the crime within a community, and the seriousness of the crime. This provides a better understanding of the impact that crime has on individual communities, their families, and the community as a whole. So I listed the top six cities or town in Canada that are dealing with this massive crime, violent crime wave. And the number one city is Manawa in Quebec, Canada. It only has a population of 1,597 people. But their CSI index is 3,370 people. Not people, but percentage. Which means they have had a change from 2020 to 2021 of a 679% violent crime increase. These are the top six. Now, 
these cities that we're talking about is not the big cities. This is the rural out in the middle of nowhere of Canada. You have 627% increase in St. Andrews. Penawa has 576% increase, only 1,500 residents. And this is a result of what happened in October of 2022. Banning the handguns. Because the criminals are now using this legislative process to increase the violent crime in all the cities. There's no other way to say this. So Canada is experiencing the same thing that is going on in the United States. Massive crime, violent crime. Whether it's committed by a handgun or not is irrelevant. Violent crime means physically abusing some some person, shooting them, knifing them, beating them to death. That's true violent crime. And it's a massive increase across the globe and in Canada and in the United States, which we're going to talk about after the break. Canada used to be our ally in this relationship of trying to solve the crime that is happening in Northern America. But now you have this wimpy prime minister and their leftist views that are killing people in their country because they cannot defend themselves. He said that you cannot buy a gun or use a gun in self-defense. Are you kidding me? And if you do get a gun, then you have this rigorous background check. And it can only be used for hunting and those kind of things. So Canadians today, because of this law that was passed, are no longer to protect themselves from the violence and the evil that exists in that country. But it, it just is the way it is. It's a global takedown of freedom of citizens to protect themselves from violence. If the globalists have their way, then the violent criminals will kill a vast number of us, and they're okay with that. That's what this is all about. Depopulation of people. You can take it anywhere you want to take it. So we're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the United States and their increase in murder rates. And listen to some of the videos specifically dealing with New Orleans becoming the number one city past Chicago, past New York, past L.A. 
as the murder capital of America. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Got yourself Welcome back. We are following a disturbing rise in violent crime in New Orleans. New data shows that the city now leads the nation in murders per capita, more than Chicago, more than St. Louis, and now holds the record as the uh, murder deadliest. capital of the nation. Deadliest in the uh, country. Stephanie Haynes is joining us live with details. Stephanie, not a distinction uh, that any city wants. No, it's certainly not. And data shows there have been more than 200 murders so far this year in New Orleans. That's up 141 percent since 2019. And this comes at a time when the police force is way understaffed. The people of New Orleans are waking up to a growing crisis. The city's homicide rate is skyrocketing. As of September 11th, there have been 205 homicides recorded in New Orleans in 2022. That's according to the Metropolitan Crime Commission, which tracks crime rates in the city. By our count, that's 52 homicides per 100,000 people. By comparison, in Chicago, the rate is almost 18 per 100,000. And 45 in St. Louis, Missouri, which saw the most murders per capita in all of 2021. There are fewer than 1,000 officers on the New Orleans police force. There used to be more than 1,300 just a few years ago. Earlier this month, officials in New Orleans announced $80 million in pandemic relief money to recruit officers over the next three years. It includes incentives like raises, free health care, and bonuses for new recruits. The tragedy of violent crime is reaching other parts of Louisiana as well. In Baton Rouge, 21-year-old Allison Rice was found shot multiple times in her car around 2 Friday morning. Investigators have shared very few details except to say she was driving home and stopped at train tracks waiting for the train to pass. She was a senior at Louisiana State University. To lose somebody like Allie really, really hurts. The issue that we're dealing with is twofold. One, the indoctrination of our kids in school with communist values and ideas, which means they are being taught to be against the republic 
of the United States against our government, our way of life. The second part of this is the administration over the last 10 years or so has not prosecuted these people as necessary to keep them off the streets. And thus, more and more citizens are being attacked by these people that think that you owe them something. And they refuse to do what is necessary to have a productive life in America. And the education system is doing this, telling them that the government will take care of them. But when it doesn't, which it's not, they're going to increase in crime. This criminal activity happened in the 20s and the 30s in the United States at an alarming rate. But the difference was it was mobs. It was, you know, team of people in a structure that attacked people, attacked their businesses through intimidation. Pay me or we'll kill you or whatever. And that was all handled by the 1950s. The mob is pretty much, as we know it, gone. But see, the new mob is being created. They have no leader they have no direction. They're just wild people on the street going out and committing these murders. So what do we know about the increase in the United States compared to Canada? And this is from the PewResearch.org. Show notes will give you the link. The U.S. murder rate rose 30% between 2019 and 2020, the largest single year increase in more than a century, according to the data published this month by the Centers for Disease Control, better known as the CDC. The findings also align with a separate tabulation of the national murder rate published in September of 22 by the FBI. You see, the year-over-year -year increase in the United States murder rate in 2020 was the largest ever since 1905. So there's been more murders completed in 2020 than 1905. Okay, I get it. We got more citizens. I get it. But this is not what they're talking about. We're talking about comparative. The citizens in 1905 compared to the citizens of today. There was 7.8 homicides for every 100,000 people in the United States in 2020. Up from 6 homicides per year before that. So the 1905 numbers are based upon the population. Now we have exceeded that. 
ratio between the population and murders. So how do we fix this? Well, I'm going to play a clip from NBC with this, quote, specialist guy that talks about the violent crime that is on the rise in America. And listen to what this guy has to say on how to, quote, fix this issue. It's absolutely amazing how brain-dead these people are that the fact that people are killing each other has nothing to do with guns or police or therapy. It's the education system. It's the violence that they are being allowed to do in the education system which is pushing that into the streets. This is why we have the violence that we're dealing with. Take a great listen to this. Violent crime is on the rise in the U.S. A Council on Criminal Justice report shows homicides rose 5% in 2021. That's up 44% from just two years prior. And gun assaults were up by 8% in 2021. For more on this, I want to bring in Thomas Abt. He is a senior fellow at the Council on Criminal Justice. He is also the author of the book, Bleeding Out, The Devastating Consequences of Urban Violence and a Bold New Plan for Peace in the Streets. Uh, Thomas, thank you so much for being with us. So what are some possible factors in the rise in gun violence and homicides in the past couple of years? It's a great question. Uh, crime trends are hard to understand, but broadly speaking, there's three explanations that the experts seem to agree on. The first is the pandemic, which has uh, put those individuals who are at the highest risk for gun uh, violence under enormous pressure, more pressure and strain that they were on be under before. Uh, the pandemic has also stressed and put pressure on the institutions that are responsible for responding to violence, such as police, EMS, hospitals, and also community-based programs that seek to intervene with high-risk individuals. Second is the uh, social unrest that followed the brutal murder of George Floyd uh, in Minneapolis. There was a significant spike in homicides uh, after that that continued throughout the summer. And broadly speaking, uh, incidents like that uh, have driven a wedge between police and the communities they serve, causing crime to go up. And finally, guns. There was a significant surge in legal firearm purchases that began in the beginning of the pandemic and continued throughout. And unfortunately, what we've seen from some new ATF data is that a portion of those legal gun purchases found their way into the hands of criminals at a higher rate than they have in the past. The bottom line is they refuse to accept the fact that the person is responsible for the crime not the gun. We've had guns in this country since the beginning. And the majority, the vast majority of people that own guns in this country do not commit violent crimes. Maybe, maybe if we're lucky, we're talking about less than 1% of people that own guns legally 
commit violent crimes. So what they're telling you in the nutshell, according to what he's saying, that because people buying guns legally, now we're distributing more of those guns into the violent criminals. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. A criminal will get a gun, whether legal or not, and what they're refusing to show is the difference between a registered firearm that was committed in a murder and those that were not registered that were committed in a murder. And there's a vast, vast difference. So this is the situation that we're in. But the question we got to ask ourselves is, what can I do to protect my family and myself from violence, no matter where you live, from extreme violence? In this highly unpredictable world, many people are going to seek ways to protect themselves. So carrying a gun is one of the most common methods of self-defense. I do that every single day. However, having a gun in your possession will only, will only be enough if you know how to properly use it. That's why I took part in a self-defense course two weeks ago. I'm a great shot, a great shooter, but I learned through this course how to draw a weapon from a holster, present that to the threat within a second. Because the majority of the time, people are killed within the two to five seconds of a gun battle. So we need to prepare ourselves for the worst. And participating in a self-defense class, not a marksmanship class or how to handle a gun, which is part of that, but you need a self-defense class on so you can understand the mechanics of drawing a weapon, the decision-making process on when you should pull the trigger, who's coming after you, why should I shoot that person? And the constitutional defense classes that are given by the Patriot Academy or A number one class. These instructors are former police officers and individuals that have been doing this for years, for 40 plus years, on how citizens need to be trained similar to police officers on defending themselves. So go to patriotacademy.com slash constitutional dash defense dash course. Go to patriotacademy.com and you can participate in this self-defense course. I am a whole lot more assured of myself to protect my family 
even though I've been shooting for 40 years in my life, now I know how to react in a hostile environment where somebody wants to kill me or my family. Pretty much that simple. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Sorry I hadn't put those out. Going to try to put a pattern together so everyone is there. Please share this podcast far and wide. Like it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Share it with your family. People need to know what the truth is because the media is not going to tell you that. Thank you again for listening to The Patriot Cause. This is The Gunny Out. of the free life is still yet to come the good times ain't over for good